Anyway, let's get back to 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 in the New King James Version. It says, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he falls. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. I love that part, that little, little bit of phrase there. God is faithful. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to preach tonight with the sermon title, Don't Surrender. Don't surrender. You ever play games when you was a kid and maybe an army game, Cowboys and Indy, whatever it might be? I'd never surrender. You're going to have to just beat me down. I'm not going to surrender. When I play sports, I play the same way. When I play dominoes, I play the same way. I'm not going to surrender. That's what I want to preach about tonight. Father, I thank you for your word. It is anointed already. I ask you, Lord, to anoint me tonight. Hide me behind the shadow of the cross, Lord, that I can present your word in the way that you would have me do it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. You can be seated if you're not already. Don't surrender. You ever played a game with somebody where they just quit? Especially if you get to win and they just quit. Maybe a video game. You're playing somebody and you're just you're waxing them. I mean, you're just putting the beat down on them. They quit. Don't surrender. Don't surrender. Pressures are a part of life. Crises are natural. And there are times that we want to surrender. Things come into our life and we just think, man, I want to give up. Living for God's too hard. You know what? I just like to just throw it all to the wind and just say, you forget it. I'm done. I've tried. I've did my very best. And God, you see what's going on. My finances are not good. My children are not saved. God, my husband's no good. My wife's no good. God, I've got so many problems in my life. I just want to give up. You're thinking, what's that have to do with the scriptures? I'm I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. There's times that we want to throw in the towel. We want to give up. But I want to say to you tonight, don't surrender. Don't surrender. Don't give up. Because once you do, it will become a habit every single time you have a problem. You're ready just to throw up your hands and say, that's it. I'm done. You'll be looking for a bailout. You'll be looking for something else. I know sometimes we get on a job in construction and it'd get hard. But Scotty, I know you know what I'm talking about. It gets hard and you're having to figure something out. You're like, I don't know how this is going to work. I just want to throw the tools in the truck and just go home. Call, call, call better carpenter. Call better construction crew. I don't know what to do. But we can't surrender. I remember one time somebody called me and they said, hey, I've got some crown molding I need done. And, and I've tried and tried and tried. And then this was an experienced man at, at carpentry. And he said, I've tried and tried and tried. I can't get it. He said, uh, would you come and do it? And I was like, sure. I'm thinking, how hard can that be? crown molding. I mean, I do that all the time. I got there and I seen what he was talking about. I was like, oh my word, what did I get myself into? And after three days working on this crown molding, I was ready to say, I don't care how big the gap is. Let's just caulk it and go on. Painters take care of it. I'm done. I'm done. It was such an odd thing. I wanted to surrender. We can't surrender. We can't give in. It's such precedence. Then you just, you want to quit on everything. Right? Amen? Everybody still awake? Haven't bored you yet? I'm still on page one, so don't, don't fall asleep yet. Guess what? Sometimes the hard way is the best way. 
there's not a whole lot of shortcuts. I've seen Jack come in here. There's not a whole lot of shortcuts in cooking. There may be a few here and there, but you know what? You can't replace something that calls for sugar with Splenda, and it tastes like the original. I'm not preaching on Splenda tonight. I'm just saying. Not a lot of shortcuts. You can't leave the eggs out. I've tried some. You've heard my cooking horrors. I, 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 pre, or I, I cook, and I forget, and I leave something out, and I'm just like, pancakes don't look like pancakes. They look like gravy with hash browns in them or something. I don't know. It just... It doesn't turn out right because I did something wrong. But I don't give up. Just the other day, I fixed some Pop-Tarts. They still look like Pop-Tarts when I started eating them. That's pretty good. Okay. Fences. Fences. Talking about construction. did a lot of fences over the years. Fences are something that separate one neighbor from another. But sometimes in life's journey... We run into fences. We think we're going exactly where God wants us to go, doing exactly what God wants us to do, and the next thing you know, we have a roadblock. We have a fence that's in our way. I seen a commercial, and it had a bad neighbor on one side, and they were talking about the code. You could build an eight-foot fence, and that lady's thinking, ah, Lowe's or Home Depot, whatever the commercial is. She's ready to build that fence. It's to keep the neighbors out, or maybe not so you don't have to see something. But sometimes in our journey in life, we run into fences that hinder where we need to go. It's a stumbling block, and it's called temptation. Temptation. Now, I'll tell you the way I re- always read this scripture. Temptation, I'm thinking, yeah, but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation, we'll also make a way of escape. I'm thinking, naturally, that's got to be a girl. That's got to be a girl. That's got to be a woman after a man right there. And God's going to give you a way of escape. Okay. You don't have to think like me. I'm just telling you that's the way I read it. I'm going to tell you, that's not the way it is, though. Can I tell you, don't surrender when you run into fences? Don't surrender. What are fences? They're roadblocks. They're obstacles. They're barriers erected to keep you from receiving God's blessings. The devil is a great fence builder. He knows how to put things in your way. Fences are limiting concepts that allow you to stop or allows you to just be stopped or block you from receiving God's best. Notice I said these things are, are, are they allow you to be stopped. You don't have to stop. You don't have to stop. Some of the funniest movies I've seen is men running through uh, some bushes. And they keep running through these bushes, and then finally they run through one bush, and there's a fence on the other side, and it stops them. You don't have to stop. I seen a baseball highlight one time when the guy's going back to the fence to catch the ball. He ran right into the fence and, and broke through it and, not, and caught the ball. Like, you don't have to stop. You can run into it. You can go through it. They don't have to, but the fence is there, and they can't stop us. But we don't have to be stopped. But if you allow them to, they will. And the fence can be real or imagined. But both have the same effect. They both can be a roadblock to what you want to do for God and what God wants to do in us. They cut us off from God's provision. Whenever we start accomplishing something for God, then the enemy comes in and tells us all the reasons why we can't do it. That's fences. That's roadblocks. He puts up a fence to block us. It's inevitable. He's going to do it every time. 
The enemy directs offense by placing it in your path. And it tells you you're not smart enough. You're not talented enough, dedicated enough. You don't know enough. Your bank account's too small. Guess what? It's tempting to listen to that voice. It is. It's tempting to listen to that voice. It says things like, you don't have the ability. You don't have the talent. You don't have the resources. Or maybe your past is too bad. You've done too many bad things in your past, so there's no way you can do it. These are fences the devil puts in front of us, and they'll cripple us if we don't get around them and realize what they are and realize who's putting them out in front of us. You don't have the experience. Or the problem's just too big. You can't get around this one. You can't get around this. The opposition's too strong, or it's way too hard. We can't be tempted to buy into the roadblocks. We can't buy into these fences that the devil is putting up. It placed, it's placed there to cripple us from doing what God's called us to do. All of these fences, and the devil will let us go so far that stops us again by another fence. Guess what? He'll put up a fence, and then you get past that fence, and there's another fence. Over and over. You have to be sure in God. You have to know exactly what he's called you to do and where you're going. Offenses, they're meant to be discouragement. They're meant to discourage you, dishearten you, destroy you, deny you, derail you. And they'll succeed if we allow them. How many know when we're not doing what God's called us to do, we are vulnerable to lose out with God and backslide? Sometimes a fence comes up against us and we don't see a way around it. We don't know how to deal with it. And next thing you know, we're backsliding. We're not doing what God's called us to do. We're not going where God's called us to be because of that fence, because of that barrier, because of that roadblock. But I say, don't stop at the fence. Don't give in. Don't surrender to the fence. Because the man or the woman who believes in God can climb over. They can tunnel under. <laughs> they can go around. They can bust through any fence that the enemy can put in our path. Don't stop at the fence. Keep going. Be sure. Know what God's told you in your heart. Keep going after him. Amen? Guess what? People don't drown from falling in water. They drown by staying in the water. Don't stay at that fence. Don't keep staring at that fence. Go around it. I love the tunnel under it. I've seen these dogs. They just keep tunneling holes. All the houses we'd work on, everything. There was always a hole around the fence where they'd tunnel under. I don't know what the dog thought was in the next yard, but they thought it was great to tunnel under them. They didn't let the fence stop them, though, and that's, that's what I see about it. When the devil puts up a fence, God can give you a creative way to get over it. Amen? Don't let the barriers the enemy puts in our way ever stop us. Number two, don't surrender to outside forces. Don't surrender to outside for so many times. God is not the one in charge of our lives. Now, wait a minute, Pastor. He's always in charge of my life. God, I'm, God's always, see this light shining? That's God just shining down on me. He's always in charge of my life. Come on, be real. Be real. Be real. You know why God's not in charge of our lives sometimes? Because we are. Because we are. That song I, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, Jesus Take the Wheel. It, it, we may say, Jesus Take the Wheel. Next thing you know, we're back over there in the garage. Get out, Jesus. I got this now. 
No, me. In other words, we're in control. We're con- and then we're, when we're in control, then we're controlled by the circumstances that are around us. If things are going good, we're happy. Money's good. The wife's good. The food's good. We're happy. If the outside forces are against us, wife's being mean, she's burning the food, and the bills are not getting paid, it's tough. It's tough to let God have control. We want to take control of everything then. Outside forces are like problems with your kids, problems at work, or having to replace an air conditioner when you don't have the money for it, or a new transmission in the car when you least expect it to go out. It always seems to happen at the worst time, Sister Kim. Always. I experienced that a couple months ago, over and over. They are the pressures of life. Life can change so rapidly, we have to understand that these outside forces, they're coming as an attack. They are. Everything can go, be going so good, and then the phone rings. It's a bad report. There's a car accident. Whatever it might be. I'm not going to try to put words into your life. What I'm saying is it can change in an instant. It can change in an instant. That's the way life is. Someone might be thinking, Pastor, do this message, this passage is not even talking about the scripture that you have for your text. I'm still getting there. I'm still getting there. Be patient with me. Praise the Lord. I'm getting ahead of myself. I understand about this scripture. But this scripture is not just talking about the way to escape a wrong relationship. This is any kind of thing that's going to separate us from God. Any kind of temptation that's going to separate us from the cross. And you know what? We don't ever think of it that way. We're thinking, well, we're we're Christians. We're just dealing with some problems. If we don't deal with things right, it's going to lead us astray from God. Just, Just plain and simple. And you think, well, it's not my salvation. It has something to do with this or that. If you continue to deal with it by yourself and don't go the way that God has allowed you to get out of that temptation, it may be tempting just to fix things not as good as what we should. We can get by with that. That'll help them out for a little bit. And I'm talking to me and Brother Scotty because you can fix some things that can look nice on the outside, but something deep down is wrong and we should have tore it apart and fixed the whole thing. And I'll tell you, he's not like that and neither am I. We fix it. We tear it apart and there's a bigger mess. Like, it had to be done. Had to be done. We have to deal with some things. Had to deal with some things. We're not going to turn our head from something we shouldn't be doing. Amen? That's not what this scripture is about. Or, or just overcoming that temptation to steal when no one's looking. Or take that drink when no one's looking. Smoke that joint when no one's looking. God's made a way of escape for all the temptations we have in our life. All the all the barriers that come against us. When things are blocked or fenced off, it becomes discouraging and we can fail God in that moment. There are temptations to be discouraging. They're meant to be discouraging. But he's made a way of an escape for our poor thinking is what I put in here. Sometimes we think we got it all figured out and later on I'm like, how could I even think that way? That wasn't the right way at all. I heard one man describe how life was in four stages talking about life and how we get to thinking. He thought it himself this way. He said, first of all, I started believing in Santa Claus. He said, in the next stage of my life, he said, I didn't believe in Santa Claus. Then the next stage of life, he said, I was Santa Claus. And the fourth stage of life, he said, then I looked like Santa Claus. 
I don't know. That's life sometimes, throwing you a curveball. The outside forces will come against you. So often we react to the outside forces instead of acting on God. His promises, His word, and what He's done for us. We allow outside forces to control us. We see it today. We see it today. I seen this little quote right here, and I didn't know who did it, but it says this. Does the shoe tell the foot how big to grow? No. Does your children allow the size of your paycheck determine what they ask for? No. Taylor just found out we wasn't rich. He thought all of his life I was rich. We're not rich, son. Sometimes the church acts like this. We act like the size of our building or our problems sometimes. <laughs> it's causing us a problem. It's right there in front of us. We're magnified. We got this problem. We got that problem. And we're not depending on God. We're not looking to God. We're not looking for that way of escape. What we're doing is looking at the temptation to complain. Look at the problems. See what's going on. Look at the size of our church building. How much money we have is going to determine how much we can grow. That's crazy thinking right there. I can tell you that that's surrendering to outside forces when you start thinking like that. Things don't look good for America right now, just from the outside. I mean, I'm not a politician. I'm just a guy sitting here in Greenbrier. When you watch the news, it doesn't look good for America. You see everything going on. It just doesn't look good. Things don't look good with COVID-19. I never turn on the news that COVID-19 is going down. Well, y'all think we got a whip. Don't have to worry about this anymore. Take off your masks. Haven't heard that one time. Not one time. Things may not be going good, but you know what? We still have God's promises. Hallelujah. Still have God's promises. God has placed limitations on Satan with what he can do and what he cannot do. We ought to praise God for that right there. All temptation is overcome by our faith remaining in the finished work of Jesus on Calvary. He's made a way for us. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to fall into that temptation of discouragement. And any other sin that may come along, I know discouragement's not a sin, but if we let it remain in us, it, it becomes sin to us. I'm just telling you, it does. God's placed limitations on Satan. I'm so happy for that. So when the temptation to be fearful comes to us, he's already made a way to escape. He's already made that way. Trust God. Listen to what the widow woman said. I love this. 1 Kings 17 12. So she said, as the Lord your God lives, I do not have bread, only a handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. And see, I am gathering a couple of sticks that I may go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Well, that's just a sad statement right there. She's got some, some flour and some, and some oil and she's getting some sticks and everything. She's fixing to fix a little cake and just go die. Well, that doesn't sound any fun at all. The next verse says, And Elijah said to her, Do not fear. Go and do as you have said. I was just thinking, well, you don't die, though. But make me a small cake from it first. Okay. So he's telling her, make me the cake first. I know you want to go make yours and then die, but go ahead and make me one first. And bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel. How many know we need to hear what the Lord God of Israel says? Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. The bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. Praise the Lord. How many knows that she didn't run out of food? Amen, amen. You can read that story. God will provide if we'll listen to the voice of the Lord and not let that temptation from outside forces get on the inside of us. She was in desperate need. She didn't have any more food left. This is all she had. She's going to fix it. Her and her son's going to eat. They're going to die. But she needed a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, do not surrender to outside forces, but surrender to Jesus. Hallelujah. Surrender to the Jesus that's in you. If you're saved, Jesus is in you. Surrender to that Jesus. He saved you, and he's living inside of you, and he can change that outside force at any time, any second. Any force that we face, he can change it. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Psalms 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Sometimes the afflictions could be the temptations we're facing. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Sometimes God uses those outside forces to bring about a miracle. God can work in the bad things and cause it to be good. I think I remember scripture like that. Don't surrender to the outside forces. Let's start believing more in the God of the universe than those outside forces that have tried to stop us. That's tried to stop him. Don't surrender. There is a way of escape. Don't surrender to the temptation. Hallelujah. There was a man that was always controlled by outside forces. That outside force was called money. Money. This is not in the Bible. This is a story. I want you to hear it. He was always unhappy about money. He worked as an accountant for the Air Force. and He made a good living. But had a poor mentality that he gave off to everyone, and especially his family. He always acted like he was poor, always acted like they didn't have anything, always worried about money. One day his daughter came to visit him at the airbase and asked her daddy, he said, what do you do around here? He said, I pay the bills. She said, well, no wonder we're so poor. Don't be controlled by outside forces. I would rather be controlled by the creator of the universe. Hallelujah. The almighty one, the king of kings, the Lord of the lords. He's the one who controls it all anyway. Hallelujah. The next one, don't surrender to the forecast. Wow. You know there's people out there always predicting doom and gloom. It's, it's terrible out there. And I was, I was just telling you a few minutes ago, it's terrible. COVID-19 is running rampant. Uh, America's in trouble politically. And we, we see all these things going on. It's just doom and gloom. We might as well just, my sister, you say, eat dirt and die. I don't think it'll kill you since you're made of it, but anyway, she, that's what she'd always say. Some people always want to put their two cents in about what's going to happen, and it's usually bad. When somebody says, let me throw my two cents in, I'm like, oh, boy. They'll tell you, it may be good now, but just wait till next week. It's, it's probably going to get bad. Some people are full of bad news. You see them coming? I've got friends like that. I do. You see them coming, you're like, oh, what, what bad news are they going to share with me today? Can I tell you, I know who holds tomorrow. Ferris's song said, I, and I know who holds my hand. Hallelujah. I know who holds tomorrow. Well, you know what? My uncle had that disease, and he died of it. Yeah. I don't know if you'll ever recover. I don't want that guy praying for me right there. 
it's bad now, but it's going to get a lot worse. Um, that's the way people are when they're negative like that. Can I tell you, don't surrender to the negativity. Don't surrender to it. The downcast, defeated, depressed, always thinking the worst thoughts. If you listen to the forecast and believe them, you have surrendered to the forecast that has defeated you. Don't listen to it. God's made a way of escape from them things, that temptation to think about. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I love that so much I put it in twice. When we listen to the devil, he always forecasts failure, defeat, rejection, loss, disaster. The enemy's voice, I can tell you some truths right here. The enemy's voice is always wrong. Always wrong. I'll try this side. The enemy's voice is always wrong. I heard some amens over here, so I come to you. The enemy's voice is always wrong. We already know he came to steal, kill, and destroy. Amen. The forecast of defeat, the voice that says give up, the voice that says the forecast is you lose, is always from the enemy and is always wrong. May I say to you tonight, I'm not listening to the forecast of men, but I have my ear tuned to the forecast of God. Hallelujah. That says everything's going to work out. God's in control, and you'll come out of everything victorious. Let me tell you something. I said this this morning. I, I, I stole a line from Taylor. They talk about this and that, and this is going to kill you, that's going to kill you. Guess what? As a Christian, I said it this morning, don't threaten me with a good time, because when I die, I know where my soul's going. I'm going to heaven. All right? So no matter what's going on here on earth, Guess what? If you have Jesus living on the inside, you're going to be flying away. You're going to go to heaven. All right? Has everybody got that? Salvation 101. There you go. We need to be hard of hearing of the forecast of doubt and doom and defeat. Listen to the forecast of faith and fearlessness and favor of God. Be hard of hearing the forecast from Satan because it's always wrong. When the devil forecasts, we just need to tell you, you know what? We're not listening to you today, devil. We're not. We have a choice in that moment. God's made a way of escape. We don't have to fall into that temptation. It's like, oh, great. It's, it's not going to work out. This, you guys get where I'm going. Amen. I don't know how long I've been preaching. Somebody tell me when I get to an hour. Don't lie to me now. You're in church. Here's the last thing. Everybody's like, oh. Don't surrender to facts. I heard Taylor preach a sermon one time, talks about the facts and talk about the truth. Don't surrender to the facts. We can't surrender to the facts. The problems you're facing today may be an indisputable fact. There are facts. If you're sick, it's a fact. You're sick. Don't go around here saying, well, I'm not really sick. When the name and claimant was going on, I remember a story from a camp meeting. The pastor drove in a real nice car. I think it was a Cadillac or something like that. And his son threw, threw a, a rock through the windshield of that Cadillac. And somebody poking fun at this preacher said, just name and claim and say it's not broke. The fact is it was broke. Okay? If you're unemployed, it's a fact. You need a job. You need a job. Facts, statistics, interest rates can definitely influence your life, and it's crazy to deny them. Don't deny it. If you're sick, say you're sick. And say, you know what? I just haven't received my healing yet. I believe my healing's already been paid for. The manifestation is just not there yet. Hallelujah. The two spies did not deny the fact that there was giants in the land. 
But they still knew God's promise and they'd win. That's why they were so adamant about it. We, we can take this land. Come on, Moses. Let's go. I need some people like that. I need more people like that. I got people like that. I need more people like that. I don't, I don't deny that to affect our community, it's going to be a hard task. To win our community to the Lord, it's a hard task. It's a fact. We know everything that's going on in our community. We know that drugs run rampant here. They do. I can dress up in a suit and tie and come in here on Facebook and preach and just be so nice. We have a beautiful community. Everything. We do. We have a beautiful community. But drugs are running rampant all throughout America. And Greenbrier is no different. No different. So I'm not going to deny the fact that it's going to, it's going to take something great from God, some obedient servants of God, to change our community. I understand that. That's the fact. But the truth is, <laughs> hallelujah, with Jesus on our side, nothing is impossible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not dumb. I understand these facts. I'm not the guy that spent 20 minutes looking at the orange juice because it said concentrate. I'm not the guy that studied for a blood test. I'm not the guy that thinks Taco Bell is a Mexican phone company. I'm so smart, I even know that the AM radio will work at night. It does. I'm not dumb. Facts are real. We understand. But may I say to you, don't surrender to facts. Don't surrender to facts. Don't give in to them because God can change the facts. Hallelujah. The fact was that the walls at Jericho, they were too thick. But the, fact, but the truth is, they come down. Hallelujah. The fact was there was no food and water in the desert, but God provided. History, history station says that uh, it was the manna machine by the ancient aliens. It was God. He's, he's the manna machine. Hallelujah. The fact was that the 5,000 were hungry. And the fact was that two fish and five loaves couldn't feed them. But they had leftovers. I wish I liked leftovers. The facts may be true, but I'll not surrender to them as the final authority because the facts have to submit to God's truth. Everything is going to fall under submission to God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you just have to overlook the facts. Some of you women are thinking, yeah, that's, that's my husband. He's always, always overlooking something. We have to overlook the facts and look to the truth. Put our trust in the Word of God even more than what we see and feel and touch and hear on the news. We have to put our trust in God. Hallelujah. Negative facts are nothing but an opportunity for God to work a miracle in our life. Don't surrender to the facts. John 16 and 33 said this, These things have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you may, or you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Guess what? Because he overcome the world, I've overcome the world. There's no temptation that's going to come to me that he hasn't already made a way of escape. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't surrender to temptations. And I'm going to end right there. And I didn't even touch on faithfulness. I love that little tidbit. God is faithful. Hallelujah. Would you stand with me? No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, 
who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Hallelujah. Would you bow your heads with me? If you're here tonight and you don't know Jesus, I want to invite you to come to know Jesus. Say, Pastor, what is that? All it is is giving yourself over to God, letting Him take control of your life. Confessing your sins is what the Bible says. Believing on Him. And if you haven't done that, tonight could be your, the best night of your life. And guess what? If you did that before and you feel like you've walked away from God, again, God's standing there with open arms wanting you to come back. He doesn't stop loving you just because you did something you wasn't supposed to do. I'm going to make a general altar call. Christians, I invite you to come to find your place around the altar and ask God, God, any temptation that comes to me, it doesn't matter if it's a physical thing, if it's a spiritual thing. Father, if it's, if it's something that just tempted me to be disappointed or discouraged, God, you've made a way of escape for me. I just tell him that. Say, God, show me how to behave. Show me how to act. Amen? And if you need to know Jesus, come on up with everybody. Come on up with everybody and just pray. I would love to help help with you. I'd love to pray for you. If you want to come up here and see me, I'm going to be right down here, and we'll do that.